All right, guys, so welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. And like I always do, I always start with a quick rundown of a bio of the person I've got on. And I'm really excited today about this person, purely for the aspect that I've never spoken to a fellow Englishman on my podcast. It's always been Australians and Americans, so I'm actually really excited about this one. But I'll start anyway by telling you a little bit about this person and their amazing career. At the tender age of four, this person started the career as a gymnast and climbed through the ranks to compete as a national squad member and national gold medalist for Great Britain, competed and also won gold medals in countries such as France, Russia, United States of America and training camps in the Ukraine. He retired from gymnastics at 17 and turned his attention to football, quickly becoming a semi-professional footballer to Ferrum Town FC at the age of 19 with a huge appetite for performing Unabated, he started performing live action shows, pantomimes, various TV shows and worldwide modeling campaigns and commercials for K-Swiss trainers, Adidas, Pepsi, Jupap Shave and many more. Some of these jobs found him doubling for Steven Gerrard, Fernando Torres and David Beckham before he decided to become a professional stunt performer. Then trained in all the disciplines needed to achieve the goal of becoming a stuntman, which took the best part of four years training full time qualifying his skills such as kickboxing, swimming, 10 meters high diving, gymnastics, trampolining and scuba diving. Since then has performed in 44 full feature movies alongside such luminaries such as Josh Brolin, Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe, Jeremy Irons, John Hurt, Harrison Ford, Robert Downey Jr. The list goes on guys. He's won seven SAG awards for Inception, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Skyfall and Games of Thrones, Wonder Woman, which I'll touch on in a moment. Two Emmy Awards for contribution to Best Stunt Ensemble for Games of Thrones. And 20 Awards as Executive Producer for Short Film Lion. And a 2009 Guinness World Record for the most targets hit with a back somersault throw in one hour. Guys, I'd like to welcome you to Bobby Holland Hampton. How are you going, mate? I'm very well, thank you, Glenn. Thanks for having me, mate. I'm glad we could um, turn the tide and get a Brit on. I know, I know. As I say, I'm very excited. Long overdue, mate. Long overdue. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're from London. Is that where you are at the moment? I'm actually from Portsmouth on the south coast, but I, I, I moved to London when I was 19, so many moons ago. Well, before we get into your career, I was going to say, because you've done so much and you travel all the time, how, how often do you get to go back home and actually enjoy some downtime? Well, I was at, I mean, home is London for me, but... Um, I was actually able to go down and, and visit uh, mum and, and my sister on um, Friday of last week, which was nice. And, you know, um, obviously because of what's been happening and the unfortunate situation with the pandemic, I've been able to, well, haven't been able to see them. Uh, you know, FaceTime is a very amazing thing in these, and especially Zoom in, the, in these times. Um, but, you know, at home and we... I've, I've been really enjoying the the weather. I think that's made quite a difference, and to, to utilise that while this is this is happening, and and spend some time at home and, and uh, work on things that projects that maybe you know the, the the mainstream job that I do, the bread and butter job that I do, yeah. wouldn't have allowed me time to focus on other elements of of my of my passions and, and things that I would like to explore more so this has been a i guess a, a time for me to be able to do that and, and try and i think the mindset is it's such an unfortunate time and, and situation but to try and be as positive as possible and explore other avenues and and kind of 
I feel like we've been pushed into that in a way. Um, but to, to be able to do this and, and work on other things and passion projects that I've got has been, has been a blessing in disguise, I think. Yeah. And I mean, attributing to that and attributing to the campaign when I first touched base with you and asked you if you'd like to come apart and you got straight in touch with me and I know how busy you are and everything. What is kind of your, your background or your thoughts on mental well-being and getting everyone behind this movement in terms of whatever campaign it is or whatever we talk about in terms of mental health, but what, where do you lay with it all? Listen, I've, I've, um, I've struggled with mental health um, to, to quite an extreme in the last two and a half months, I believe. I mean, it started, uh, my, my struggles and issues started probably just after my back surgery in March 2019. Put me on the sidelines for eight months, which I thought was only going to be five months, but it ended up being eight months and longer. I'm still recovering from it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a lot, lot better than I was. And each month that passes, I am getting better and stronger and, and feeling that benefit from from the surgery. But it's something that you have to sit with 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 time, and, and it only gets better over time. And rehabbing it and making sure that you can continue to i mean my, my obvious obvious my main objective was to have the surgery rest up and then come back to work and luckily touch wood i've been able to do that and and, the, and this the surgery was successful but i think what I, what I wasn't prepared for is what mental struggles would come with it i knew physically it would be difficult i didn't take into account how how difficult it would be physically and i certainly didn't take into account how difficult it would be mentally um and I think two months ago, I, I really did hit rock bottom and something had to change drastically. And I, I spent a lot of time working on myself. Um, and I'm sitting here today feeling a lot, lot better than I was. And, um, you know, again, had to make some very drastic changes in my life because I was taking a lot of prescription drugs for pain management for my lower back. And without me knowing it, it creeps up on you quite quickly, the amount I was taking and way too much to try and combat the pain. Um, and then you kind of, without you knowingly get addicted to it and you're taking it then just to, to get through your days. And then I would mix that with, you know, who doesn't like a glass of wine with a nice bit, you know, a nice dinner or a beer on it with Sunday lunch. And then I would, you know, that would escalate into more, alcohol and then that concoction a mixture of alcohol and prescription drugs sent me down a, a real rabbit hole and um yeah i was really down and low and i you know i had to to really dig deep and, and pull myself out of that and thankfully I, I did that before it was too late and i and i now feel so much better so much better than i was and so much more clear-minded in my approach to life and my approach to myself and and yeah I'm moving in the right direction I'm taking each day as it obviously is a new day and um the progression that I've made and is is for me I'm, I'm I'm very very proud of and um continuing to move in that in that right direction so yeah I mean it's you know I'm also obviously working with battle cancer that I'm an ambassador of now yeah. Um, and, and we touch on that with mental health there and people that are going through the cancer or you know survivors of cancer mentally it's that gets overlooked not just because of the disease but what it does to you mentally and 
we are trying to promote fitness, um, mindfulness, well-being, you know, to help with that horrific struggle of cancer and um, to get you through those times that are difficult with training and training with other people and being aware that other people are going through the same. And, yeah. Um, founders, Scott Britton and Freya Britton are two inspirational people that, you know, I've managed to, to, to come across. I had someone very close to me about three and a half weeks ago, a month ago, pass away. Um, she's been like a nan to me since I was 12 years old. Um, and I felt that, you know, things happen for a reason and I believe in fate and, um, through a friend, Scott Britton reached out to me, the founder of, of battle cancer. And it was literally three days after, you know, Nan passed away. So I felt compelled to, to do everything I could in my power to help. And, and also in, in memory of, of Nan and, We've we've managed to pull some amazing things together for for battle cancer in the in the in the last couple of weeks, and we we keep pushing forward with that. And and uh, some events that are coming up, some exciting events that are coming up in London, Europe, the world. Once this lockdown has been eased somewhat, and um, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I'm I'm sitting here talking to you now, Glenn, in, in a in a much better headspace than I than I was two months ago. And it just goes to show with time, time heals, and and and. In, in such a short space of time, things can turn around a complete 180. Um, and things are never as bad as what you really think they are. And I think to really, I've actually worked on myself so much in the last two months. And um, it's the best thing I ever did. It's the, it's the best investment that I've ever embarked on. Yeah, I can imagine that. And the, the reason I'm saying, first of all, sorry that you lost your nan. Um, one of the things that I always say, and it's testament to the campaign, put the campaign to the side, what I've done in the last 15, shy 16 months, the work that I've done on myself and learn, because my, my battle over six, seven years ago, it stemmed from losing a friend to suicide and seeing the highlight reels and not being aware. Now I've lost three people to suicide, but my own battle was with body dysmorphia and how I was perceiving perceived flaws and judging myself. But through this campaign, like you say there, I, I was on medication at, at first by a doctor, didn't feel that was helping. But learning about the mindset and the holistic kind of thing, because the more I've learned is when we're dealing with a kind of depression, we're looking at the back and not kind of moving forward. And anxiety is being yeah. fearful of, of that. So it really is all in here. And I always say it, I'm actually thankful for the campaign as well, because it's made me grow. And when you were talking about things happen for a reason, serendipitous moments now, certain people that have come to me and taught me things that I needed to learn. Yeah. Totally, totally with you. But when it came... Glenn, to I, I, feel, I feel that um, sometimes the most important lessons are the simplest. Mm. I, I, I felt that a lot of my anxiety and a lot of my struggle that contributed to overall you know mental health issues was that I would project too far into the future something that I had no control over and I would also look back in the past and and bring up old issues mm. and someone very say clever absolutely are clever but this is such a simple way of looking at things sometimes we th we overthink things and we what we need to do is such a simple thing and, and just reset step back into the present and deal with each 
moment, each hour yeah. as it comes. And, and, and I felt that that made me feel a lot calmer. I felt a lot more at peace knowing that I had no control over the future. And I would just take each day as it comes and to simplify it like that was a massive step forward for me. There's nothing technical to this. Mm. Um, it really is living in, in the moment and, and that's the most important time. And I, I've really, really taken to that way of thinking and, and don't get me wrong, that's, you, by doing that, you're not healed. You're not, you don't go, oh, that's easy. It's not. And your mind does wonder, but accept that that does that. Sit with that feeling and emotion for, for a moment. And then just come back into the present and let that go and, or just, you know, push it to the side. And it's, you know, it's something that I've adopted in the last couple of months and it's been one of the best things I've ever done. I, I and also meditation, you know, for spending a bit of time on myself and, and sitting with myself and not try and disregard the emotions that we have because they're real and you can't change them, but it's about dealing with that emotion the best way you can and sitting with it and, and accepting it and, rationalizing it for for what it is and that's that's kind of one of my saviors I, I really believe that yeah have you tried i was going to say in terms of meditation because you, you said it there that you do that i've started doing it a lot more and one of my good friends actually got me into breath work have you tried breath work yeah i mean with the meditation we a little you know a little bit of breathing technique with that um sorry that was a call coming through. Sorry, mate. That was a call coming through. Um, yes, with a, with a, with a bit of a breathing technique with with meditation, I think, and it's natural and it's proven that the mind does start to wander with meditation. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it's you know there is no right and wrong, but with breathing techniques, you can kind of come back and focus on the breathing technique, which will bring you back into into the moment. And, yeah. Um, yeah, breathing techniques are certainly something that is a benefit to the whole you know, structure of, of trying to, you know, overcome those wild thoughts that you, that every, everyone has, everyone's human and um, it's okay to have those thoughts and feel that way. I think what I used to do is really be worried that I'm feeling that and, and also not know how to deal with that. And, and it's fine to have those emotions and thoughts and, and to sit with them. And, and as long as you can try and use them in the right way, you're halfway there, you know? Yeah. And that's why I love having these conversations because you've got two guys like just openly talking about this stuff. And like when I attest it to your career, you've, you've pretty much got one of the coolest, coolest CVs in film. Like you've done everything. But to sit here, and like I said before, we did this podcast before, I said it's not going to be merely about what you've done or what people know you for. It's the behind the scenes because we don't often see that and to find out about the person. Mm -hmm. So you you are probably one of the most well-known people in stunts and yet you can speak openly about your struggles and then overcoming them. And that, that's what I love. And that's what I want to just try and show through these podcasts that one size doesn't fit all. So whatever you tried might not work for the next person, that, but they might listen to someone else's story and what they tried. And, uh, and Glenn, absolutely. And I think... The, the new approach that I'm trying to move forward with is something that I didn't do before. Yep. Um, you know, I kept, I closed everything in, I kept it to myself. I tried to deal with it myself and look where that, where that put me. I did, it, it obviously didn't, that did me no good. It didn't work. So 
it's scary at the beginning to open up and I think two months ago that we would be, we'd be having this this conversation now and I'd be a very different Bobby Holland Hansen purely because I'd be dealing, I'd be trying to deal with things the only way that I knew how yeah which obviously doesn't and didn't work for me to get to the place that I was so to be open about it and express my feelings in a way is it's I'm human I'm everyone and I think people are worried that I guess it's a stigma that that males have and I think older generations it was you know we weren't supposed to be upset we weren't supposed to talk about our emotions we were and listen it that's not that's just that's the way it was back then and that's fine but it's really not the way it is now and I think to be more open, to talk about the problems and issues, to reach out to friends and family and, and a support network is so, so important. And it's helped me so much. And for me to open my eyes to being so single-minded of, of my way of things, to now being open to a lot more different avenues that, that I'm starting to explore now is, again, is probably the best thing I've ever done. And it's, you know, I'm open to, meditation and pilates and yoga and healing processes and it's definitely benefiting me in the right way compared to listen i had a lifetime of or 35 years of trying a way of living and what i thought was right Mm -hmm. and it's proven that it wasn't the right way so there's it's up to me then to make the decision on how i move forward with my life if i continue that way which I have, have a choice to do, or I, I, I have a duty to myself, I feel, to, to go, okay, let's strip everything back to basics. Let's look at really, and I think that's the hardest thing, is accepting things. And, and I think we have this persona of everyone, males, that strong and tough, and this is the way we need to be. Um, but to actually accept faults and accept personal issues and and... and Reevaluate how we live our lives and and to open up i think that's probably one of the most difficult things to do and it, and and really accept change and accept the way that i was doing things and the way that i was wasn't correct um and it wasn't the, the, the right way to be so to now have done that and still in the process of listen i'm far from being healed but every day i'm improving every day i'm working on myself and um I just want, if anything comes from, you know, talking to you and, and this podcast going out to people is to let people know that they're not alone. And it's, you know, to talk about the issues when they arise and don't bottle them up because it doesn't work. And it's, you know, it's fine for us to have these feelings. It's for, fine for males to be vulnerable. It's fine for us to have mental health issues. It's absolutely fine. It's how we deal with them. And it's to build a support network that can help people going forward. And that's what I want to promote. And that's one of my, you know, one of the things that I want to help the movement forward. And I always ask a lot of people who come on this, did when you was going through that stage and you thought you was dealing it with it or your emotions on your alone, did your support network around you notice the difference in you? And then attributing to that, when you did finally open up and tell them, what what did it feel like? So just for those people who may be thinking, oh, I want to tell someone, but I don't know. I always tell them I, I felt elated, like there was a weight off my shoulders. So I always ask that question to everybody that comes on as well. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I again, I'm I'm so so lucky to have a, a family and friends support network that I have. I really am absolutely blessed and so so lucky that I do have that because everyone's been there for me and. I think people realized once I accepted my issues and my problems, they, they knew, they knew that I had them, but I think it's difficult for your friend, close friends and family when you, when you do hit rock bottom or they can see you hitting rock bottom that to talk, to try and express how they feel. I think there's a worry there that they're going to make you worse mm. because you might actually be in a position where you're so vulnerable that to be tipped over the edge could be, very very detrimental so i think that there is that that side of and i think what my friends and family did so well is were always there and the support was there and anything i needed that i could rely on them and i think they let me just be for a moment and, and let me try and accept the issues myself which was 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 great and it, i think it was a great way of doing it but just you know that i was still being supported and so many people there for me, which is so important to the process of, you know, moving forward and, and trying to improve. It is so, so, so important. And I can't, I can't thank them enough. All of them, I can't thank them enough. And it's, again, I think the, the quantity of people that I, that I have comes with that it's, that it's quality as well, that I'm, I'm very blessed and very lucky to have have them there for me and they've been there from day one and they're there now and um, they can all see a massive improvement and it's something that I'm you know you also don't want to once you are improving and you see a, a better side of yourself and you want to continue that road you want to continue proving to yourself you want to continue being the you know I, I guess you don't take into consideration the old habits and how bad they were because you kind of in denial if you like you sit in this kind of you know I'm not doing anything wrong and I'm fine and to not be open to different changes and, and how who and how you perceive yourself or how you behave is is um something I had to learn the hard way and I'm so glad that I did do you feel um with your group of boys should I say do you feel a lot closer to that I mean with what you do as your profession seen as this masculine action figure do you openly have those conversations with your, your group of boys now? And has it made you a lot closer? I think absolutely. I mean, I was extremely close to all of my close friends and family anyway. Um, but I think I'm, I, I would say, I would hope, and I think I'm, I'm easier to talk to now in, in certain um, circumstances. And I, and it's just opened my eyes to how I was before, to how I am now and how I'm trying to deal with the situations now compared to the way I dealt with the situations in the past. Um, and again, it, I come back to me feeling a lot calmer and at peace within myself that I wasn't before. And I would, you know, and it, it really is that case of things are really never as bad as what you quite think they are when they actually happen. And, going back to projecting, I would project something was way worse than it ever really was. And you waste all that energy on something that's not real, mm. hasn't happened yet, or potentially is not going to happen. And before you know it, you're, you're, you're stressed and you're ang ang anxious and the anxiety levels are through the roof and you're, and you're starting to now, it's starting to affect your everyday life in the present. Mm. And I did that a lot. 
you know, I did that. I was, I, I thought that I was trying to find what, you know, I, I chased Glenn. I, my growing up as a kid, I, we, we weren't that fortunate to have much money. You know, everything was quite a struggle for, for my mum, bless her. And, you know, she's my hero. She, she's given me every opportunity in my life that I have today. And I can't thank her enough for that. Um, but it was something that growing up by not having that financial security or not being able to live the life or, or, or the, the childhood that you might, you might want to, I, I said to myself, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure that I work my ass off to, to achieve finance, a financial life that means that I can have what I want when I want. And I, got very clouded by what I thought was going to make me happy. And I thought the money would make me happy because it was something I never had before. And then to have it meant I could have the things that I want. But again, it's all materialistic things. It's, it, it, I was chasing money thinking it would make me happy. And the more money I would make, the more unhappy I would be because I'd be like, well, I must be unhappy because it's not enough. I need to make more and more. And I really was following something that was just, just not the right thing to follow. And, to know that that does not make me happy where I thought I wasn't sure really what was making me happy. I want to be successful. I want to be the best person I can be. I want to be the best version of Bobby Holland Hampton I can be. And I was going about it all the wrong way. And again, my clouded, my judgment on what I thought was, so I've spent so much time in the last eight weeks on what does make me happy. And listen, I, I want to do what I'm passionate about, what I love to do, what I feel good doing. And if finance, uh, you know, financial stability comes with that, then that's a bonus. Great. I want to keep living the life that I live and very, you know, I want to be comfortable and I want to not have to worry about money, obviously, but that's not my driving force anymore, which it was for the best part of 20 years. That's been my driving force. Mm -hmm. And, and again, I'm I'm happy and open to admit that because it, it sent me spiraling out of control. Whereas now it's, do you know what? I want to move forward in my life doing things that I love that make me happy internally and anything else after that is a bonus. Um, and again, that's also made me a lot calmer because I'm not chasing something that, that that's really materialistic anymore. Yeah. It's, it's some of that, like listening to your story, it just, it's, when it comes to the money aspect and things like I come to LA, LA each year just to do some photography and catch up with friends. And I have become really good friends with some people who run million dollar companies, but I know them as, as Joe or, or Tommy or whoever. Like that's the thing that my background is health and fitness. So I've always taken that wherever I am. So whatever anyone's profession is, I suppose that's why I reached out to yourself or, these public figures on the campaign. Cause to me, it's you're an influential public figure, but you're a person. That's how I look at people. But Absolutely. I, everyone's the same. Exactly. And what I learned about say, say Eloy, a good friend of mine over there. I only knew after about two weeks of hanging around with him, when we walked into a shop and someone recognized him and who he worked for, he told me what he did. And then I was like, Oh wow. Like that must be a great job. He was like, well, what comes with that? It's like, million dollar problem as well money doesn't make you happy and it, it's makes all it the same. so and much more people, people look at highlight reels and they segregate things like your profession it looks amazing on your instagram reel but they don't know how long it took you to get there and the discipline yeah. to go through and i think if people can really 
close this disconnection and go, you know what though, like we're just having this conversation. Bob is just your everyday guy, that kid from England who loves his mum, who just wanted to Absolutely. do something. And I think it's just all about conversations and getting them started. And but also, Glenn, I think there's also this, this issue, which I'm kind of on the fence, sort of don't agree with it, with people out there that say, oh, look at all these people on social media pretending their lives way better than it is and promoting all these things. And it makes people think that they've got to, I've got kind of a different view on that now. I think for me, my, my job and, and everything kind of is, is, is heading social media. It, it's so powerful. Mm. And for me to be able to express the things that I've done and achieved via social media, Instagram, for example, and put up behind the scenes footage of me doing stunts and training and, those are all this is all positive energy that I'm trying to project because do I think that people are going to want me to post me crying when I'm having a bad day and 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 show negativity to the world I don't think that's a way to look at things I don't think that's going to help anyone to go forward and say look at me how upset I am I'm so normal I don't agree with that for me I'm I I put things on Instagram or social media as, as for people to um, hopefully aspire to, 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 to hopefully, uh, you know, the tr to help with tips that people might not be able to, you know, oh, what, what training is it? Oh, let's check. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm going to train or show the behind the scenes footage that people don't get to see. And, they, and before social media, no one knew about some people because there was, we couldn't, there, we, we, there were no phones to record the behind the scenes. There were, it was the film and that was it. And you could, you could, you could take clips from the movie and, and host it. But, you know, people are interested in that side of things. And I, and I think to be in a position that I'm in, and I feel very blessed and lucky to be able to, to do that and, and show the people that what we do. And it's, I don't want to promote negativity. I want to promote positivity and I want to help as much as I can with, you know, I get a lot of messages from people and say, oh, thank you so much for this. You, so it helped me out. You know, I've been stuck in, in quarantine, for example, and I, I, was, I was getting unfit. And, and now, now that I've seen you post this video of you training, it's helped me because now I'm doing it in my garden. That's amazing. That's something that I want to continue to be able to do and help. I don't want to go, oh, guys, guess what? This, I'm having the worst day of my life. Look at me crying. Why would I want to promote negativity? It doesn't make sense to me. So I understand the other side of things that people are kind of like, you know, they they live in this fake life. People are people are allowed to do whatever they want. People are allowed to post whatever they want to post. It's how people take that and use that and and try not to use it in a negative way. It's I just think there's a little bit of a grey area there with what people people speak out of, of high influence or people that are in, 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 in a position to be able to speak out and be listened to. And I just think that that's up to the individual, how they take that. And my page is, a, is about promoting as much positivity and help and inspirational things that I can as possible. And I feel, I feel good doing that. I agree with you. And I think it's also people as again, it's up to every individual. I've had messages sometimes say, Oh, what, what do celebrities know? Like, they've got everything. They've got all this. And I'm like, that's where we need to bring it back a little bit and go, no, these are normal. But we also have to remember it's an extension of a job. So my background's in fitness. 
I went in construction for a year to earn some money to do the stuff that I'm doing. So I posted that on there. So that's an extension. I was posting pictures of a construction site because I was doing it as a profession. You're doing it as the positivity, but you're doing it because it's a job as well. And it's absolutely, it's, it's an extension of a job sometimes. So there is a big disparity in the way that some people think about it as well. So, yeah. And, and, and again, then I think it's, there are absolute, there are horror stories and there's, there's so much negativity surrounded by with social media. Absolutely. There is absolutely. But there's also a lot of positive inspirational things as well that get overlooked. They're the things that people don't want to talk about because it's better to talk about negativity or talk about this person has done that or they've done this. And I think people get very clouded by, you know, that side of things. I think there are a lot of amazing things that social media bring. And I think that that's what we should be trying to focus on. Well, this is one connection that the intended purpose was actually connection. And this is where it's doing. So we've been talking about that stuff. What I just wanted to touch upon was because with your career, how amazing it's been, mate, I was going to say you did Wonder Woman. So I've got a good friend who was actually Gal Gadot's stunt double, Caitlin Deschel. Do you know Caitlin? Oh, yeah. I do know Caitlin, yeah. She's great. Oh, she's amazing. I've known her for about three years and we caught up probably three and a half years ago and we just shot and, yeah, amazing, amazing what she does. Um, And... Jeremy Jackson is a good mate of mine. He also introduced me to your other mate, Durulk. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Durulk. yeah, Durulk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you was doing um, some fitness stuff with Scott Hendo the other day, Men's Health. <laughs> yes, mate. Yeah, Scotty Hendo. What a legend. Yeah, I was chatting to him the other week, actually. Um, but, yeah, tell us what's coming up, because I said this podcast was going to be a little bit different. Everybody always talks about your incredible career, but I really wanted to touch on about you and find out more about you. And I love I'm glad you did. Thank you. I love the painting of him on behind you. Oh, mate, every one, I, every one of these that I do, it's always a talking point. So it's an, and it's a positive talking point. I love it. It's great art. It's called J.J. Adams. Nice. Not Abram, sorry. J.J. Adams. And he, I've got a lot of pieces around the house dotted around of his stuff because, yeah, it's very bright, colourful. Um, and it you know, brings me a lot of happiness and joy, his, his stuff. And, yeah, he's amazing. But uh, coming, going forward, I've got lots of things happening at the moment. Um, you know, Thor, Love and Thunder got pushed, obviously, because of the pandemic in Australia and Sydney. So yeah. that looks like that will go ahead next year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if, if all goes well. And um, I have a movie coming out later this year, hopefully August, September time, um, which is called School Fight. And it's a, a British comedy that we're actually all playing parts in. Very, very good friend, close friend of mine, Damien Walters, wrote it, directed it and um, produced it. Then Paul, Paul Lowe, Greg, Greg Townley, myself, uh, an actor called Tyler, Pasha, the boss. We all play parts in it. Um, Ruda, um, Verba, Chris Tompkins, um, the, the list goes on. And that was a passion project that we were able to do with, um, with the, the, the guidance and the genius work of, of Damien Walters. And we, we got some of the most amazing footage with such a shoestring budget. I just don't know how we pulled it off. I look back at footage now and I'm just like, holy shit, I don't know how we managed to, to pull it off. So watch, the, watch this space for that. That'll be around August, September time for release. Um, I'm working on a screenplay that I'm writing at the moment. I'm also um, picking back up my, um, I wrote a children's book while I was on downtime from my back surgery last year. And that's, that's gathering a bit of momentum again now after this pandemic. So 
um, again, I'm focusing on a lot of my passion project and, you know, to work with, with Battle Cancer, with, with Scott, Britton and, and Freya and the rest of the amazing team going forward. We're coming up with different ideas, you know, all the time. And hopefully the London event in October goes ahead and there's some events around Europe that I can hopefully go to as well. Um, and then obviously center with Chris and, and, and getting some more footage uh, and adapting to the new situation that we're in and shooting stuff over here and little challenges and sending it across and, and actually Battle Cancer is working closely with Centre now and, um, which is a, is a great thing and to, to, to get those two to collab is, is amazing and I'm happy that I could be a part of that process to make that happen and, and push that forward and um, yeah I have, have a lot of positive things happening in my life right now and um, you know again to be able to spend that time on things that I wouldn't be able to before as my bread and butter is stunts. And, you know, I've still got many things that I want to achieve in stunts and working with Chris and we've got some huge projects in the pipeline. And yeah, I just feel, I feel very grateful now, a lot more grateful than I was with, with my career to date and also career going forward and exploring new avenues that I wouldn't have done before. And I think I th partly, that was was time and also excuse to not step outside my comfort zone which to challenge myself in a way that I've never done before is is really refreshing and I feel very very motivated to, to keep doing that and um that becomes that becomes something that's that's without you knowing it, it latches onto you quite quickly in your life that you're kind of like you're happy and settled and you, you've got a routine and, and making ends meet and um living the lifestyle that you live and don't try new things because you're worried about failing. But if you don't fail, then you're not achieving because by failing, you're, you're learning from that and keep moving forward with it. And yeah, I've, I've, I'm noticing some, I'm noticing new, a new side of me and a new, new parts of me that I didn't know were there. And I'm really enjoying and, and, and loving the, the right writing side of things at the moment. So yeah, I'm really focusing on myself and new, and new avenues in, in, in my life. And again, I'm really enjoying it. That's amazing, mate. And I did, I, I was reading that you was the executive producer on Lion. Like, that film is incredible, mate. So. It's a great, I was it's a great little short. It gives you, it, it gives, yeah, it's a great little short and it gives a, an amazing story to, to, to it as well. And a great message mm. that, we, we, that you try and get across and, um, I actually worked with it, worked on it with Luca Vanella, who is he was um, uh, a hair specialist in in film, and he's Chris's personal hairdresser. And he asked me to come on board and help out because his his cousin directed it, and wrote it, um, and it was it was a great project to be a part of, and it's and it's done very very well, and um, it's moving forward. There's another one that's 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 out now, Deep Shock, which is is great as well. So. Yeah, I mean, to, to to dip your toe in 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 the water and and have different things going on, it, it's not it's nice. It's it's refreshing and it, it keeps things exciting and and not too mundane. You're doing some awesome things, mate. So I normally just finish these Thank podcasts you. just with with a short fire round of a few questions, just just a bit positive way of finishing off. So just quickly, um, you probably a lot of people look up to loads of people, but who? Who do you look up to? I'm very fortunate that I look up to someone that I work with very closely, which is Chris Hemsworth. I mean, I massively look up to him. He's an inspirational person. 
he's not just a very successful, talented man. He's also a an amazing, amazing friend and a very an amazing dad, amazing husband, amazing son. He's there's the, the guy's just one of a kind, and and it's it's amazing to be close with someone that you very much look up to. My best friend also, Ben Brown, um, is someone I would very much look up to and aspire to be somewhat like because, you know, he's incredible and my mum and my wife and my family is. I mean, I'm, I'm so um, thankful for those people in my life that really bring the best out in me. Um, and to be thankful and grateful of, of, the, of those people is is maybe something I didn't appreciate as much as I do now. And I think that's, that's only with stripping things back to basics and, and, and looking at the, the things that really do matter in your life, not the, not the things that don't. So yeah, very, very lucky. Those guys that, you know, those people are you know, very, they, they're very uplifting people and, and, and I love them all dearly. That's where happiness comes in, mate. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Career highlight. Career highlight. Um, I've been lucky enough to have a few of those, Glenn, I think. Um, meeting the people that I've met, that's a massive highlight. Um, some of the things that I've achieved in, in my career to date. Batman, Bond, Thor, Captain America, huge highlights. Those movies, Endgame, Ragnarok, highlights of my career. Um, I think... Buying, you know, being able to retire my mum and, and buy her a house is a highlight for me to be able to do that for her and give something back for what she's done for me my whole life. Um, another just recent highlight for me is to be named as an ambassador for, for Battle Cancer and help those, help that team out and help the foundation and, and try and help as many people as I possibly can is another huge highlight. And finding myself, find, stripping things back and really working on myself has been a highlight for me to appreciate what I have and, and really be thankful for what I've got in my life that is so important and the things to look forward to that I have some really exciting things, i.e. the book, i.e. School Fight, that's, that's going to be hopefully a life-changing experience for, for the whole team and everyone that was involved. So... I could go on with my highlights, if I'm honest, Glenn. That, 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 they, they spring to mind. Had a great career. Um, okay, then, finally, I will say, so, and this is why I love to get to know the person. Like, I could speak all day and I'll find out about your family, your mum, where you, your upbringing, and that's what I Absolutely. love. Me too. a profession. But what do you ultimately want your legacy to? What would you want to be remembered for? What would I want to be remembered for? Um... I guess in the current age of being a stunt performer, I think I've been, again, very fortunate to, to have the achievements on my CV. I'd love to be known for my work ethic. Um, I'd love to, to, to know, be known for who I am deep down and hopefully that's someone that I can be proud of and proud of myself, leaving that legacy. Um, to slightly change the way that thing people, I guess for me, I think stunts when I got first got in, involved in it and also back in the day was something that wasn't really talked about. It was kind of a hidden, which is fine, but I like to think I've contributed to 
showing the world what stunt performers are about, what stunt performers can do, and how amazing the craft and the art of being a stunt performer is and how difficult it is. I hope I've contributed to getting that out there to, to people via social media, via interviews, via those, those avenues. Because I think it, we as a community have, have never really received the recognition that we deserve because it is life-threatening at times. It's very dangerous. I've got friends that don't, they won't ever walk again. I've got friends that have lost limbs. I've got friends that have died for film, for, for what we do. And I think it gets overlooked because it's been a stigma for a very long time that, that some people don't get recognized and we just are in the background. And I don't think that's entirely fair. So I'd love to be able to have been someone and, and, and with help from people and friends and people that I work with and colleagues to have helped um, get that recognition and help show the world what we do and what we can do. And I'd love to be able to, to think that I could have, could, have, could have helped to do that. Well, I'll tell you something from sitting here listening and talking, talking to you for an hour from a guy from Plymouth who's, who's taken on the world and had an amazing career, mate. I think you're going to be that person to do that. So I think you've Thank you. a lot and you still don't look that old. How old are you, mate? <laughs> mate, I feel a lot older than I am. I'm 36 this month. So, um, oh, same age. my, my body's, uh, my body feels like it's 65 years old because of the, the, the torture I put it through since I was four years old. But, um, <laughs> but listen, if I hadn't have done that and I hadn't have worked my ass off all those years, then I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you now. So yeah. it was all worth it and it is worth it. And it's hard work is, is, is uh, hard work's underrated sometimes because to, to achieve something that you're proud of and achieve something that's great, you have to you have to give it all you have to give it everything you've got well i just want to thank you on behalf of me and the campaign and for anyone that's listening for taking time out mate and coming on and and just being absolutely with us where can people find out a little bit more information about you what's your instagram handle or your website yeah i'm splashed all over the place it's um instagram is bobby dazzler 84 um twitter is at Bobby Hanson, Facebook, Bobby Holland Hanson. My website is www.bobbyhollandhanson.com. Um, if anyone is listening that is interested in, excuse me, battle cancer, I want to find out some more information. There's a lot of stuff on my page on Instagram, but also their own page, which is, is battle.cancer. And the website is www.battlecancer.com. And all the information is on there. And obviously center, you can check out the center app on Instagram. And, um, yeah, if, if you've enjoyed, you know, what we've talked about today and you want to maybe watch something that's a little bit more lighthearted than my Instagram has always got some funny things that I try and do and a lot of, it, you know, training tips and, and behind the scenes stuff of, of my stunt. So please check it out if you, if you feel you want to. Yeah, and all these links will be um, out with the podcast, guys. So thank you again for checking in the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. All you need to do is subscribe on iHeartRadio or Spotify to check out this latest um, episode with Bobby. And until next time, we will catch you then. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thank you Bobby. very much.